she wasn't mad at me because she laughed. So. Yeah. <laughs> so she couldn't be mad. Yeah. Every time someone says, oh, I didn't expect that, then I got to throw that in. You know, you can't help it. And you so, do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Are you ready? Sure. 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 Yeah, uh, okay. Good. All right. Thanks for tuning into the American Hauntings podcast, the show where we discuss history, hauntings, legends, lore, the dark side of American history. And today, <laughs> except for today, when we talk about none of those things, none of those yeah. things. Today, we're talking <laughs> our favorite 1970s horror movies. It is a Halloween episode. Uh-huh. This is our every year at Halloween. This is what we do. This is what we do. And if this yep. is your jumping on point for some reason, uh, <laughs> my name is Cody Beck. And yeah. with me is my co-host is author, historian, <laughs> crime buff, and the founder of American Hauntings, Troy Taylor. Yeah. And if you are just jumping in, you, you may want to try a different episode oh because this isn't what we normally do. Just but quit while you're behind. Yeah, but we we do we really enjoy doing it. Um, neither one of us. Well, you know, Cody has his job is in the entertainment industry, so yeah. I guess really you you know you are qualified to talk about Ooh, movies. I don't know. Um, um, I, yeah. Well, okay, but my job. You know, you're correct on my job. Yeah, yeah. So you're qualified to talk about movies. I. Um, I just like movies. Well, everyone knows because they've been sitting through a year and a half mm-hmm. of Hollywood. <laughs> haunted Hollywood season. Yes, so yeah. Funny. You know, you like <laughs> movies more than I do. It's funny. Like, I probably do. You definitely yeah. do. And yeah. I don't shy away from that. But it's something we get to connect on. Yes. And um, yes. I guess I don't remember even how it got started. I, think I don't either. I don't know why we decided to do it. Horror, I, maybe we were picking horror movies or ghost movies or something. Oh, yeah, that's and, what it was. It was uh, we decided we did an episode on um our favorite ghost movies. Yeah. That's where it started. And then it we, we started talking about something else. And then we started going through the decades. And I think that maybe next, when we were trying to figure out what we do next year, maybe mm-hmm. we'll do like, you know, anything from the, you know, before the, the 70s, before this, before the 70s in this century or something and just pick some stuff out. But I, you know, so we're getting to an area, an era here where a lot of people are going to be like, OK, I was well, you definitely weren't oh, born no. and I was even a kid when most yeah. of this. Well, some of it, I, I was a toddler, mm-hmm. so I really didn't see it um, until later. But uh, so I don't know. We'll see. But um, we will have our, you know, our year end movie mm-hmm. list, um, which will be after we complete. We're almost finished. Uh, only, uh, well, one more episode. One more yeah, to go. We have, um, this one will air, and then we will have one more episode of Haunted Hollywood uh, for everybody. And then um, in December, we'll be putting up our um, our Christmas episode, which is always our, our year-end movies. Yeah. And, you know, we surprisingly, a lot of movies. I have yeah. had a ton uh, not all good, as, though. As many, yeah. <laughs> not, yes. not all, not even close to good. We were we were discussing that off air that some things that were highly anticipated turned out to be mm. not as anticipated as we had wanted. So, right. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I we we don't usually get into that much, but I mean, I I think I've talked to you a little bit about some stuff that that we have both seen lately that we had liked. Yeah. Um, and we you know we'll save the reviews till later, but um, I, I what I will recommend if anybody's looking for some new Halloween movies, um, a few things that I think I've seen and I know you've seen some of them too. Did you ever get a chance to watch The Night House? Yes, I did. Okay, I, saw, yeah. I saw that screening. I just oh, forgot. Right. I forgot. I that's forgot what it was about called. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot you had seen that. I really liked that movie. I, I liked it. I was surprised how much you liked it. I, though. Yeah, I really liked it, and I liked the way that they twisted it at the end mm-hmm. because it became something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's fair. Um, and I really liked what they did with it. So I, yeah, I would recommend that. And I think I recommended to you. Um, 
a few weeks ago, uh, there was a movie, and I think it's still on Netflix, called The Old Ways. I don't know if you get a chance to watch that I or have, not. I have, I've been in um, 1970s a, mode. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But it was a, um, a possession movie, uh, an exorcism movie, but it was really different, and it was... It really had nothing to do. I mean, normally when you watch a possession movie or an exorcism movie, it's, you know, you got Catholic priests, you mm-hmm. know, putting on doing an exorcism. Or, you know, in the case of that Jeffrey D. Morgan movie, you had a Jewish, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Jewish guys with the Dybbuk box mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, but this one is a um, an exorcism movie and it's all like a pagan folk horror kind of thing. And I it I really liked it. It was really well done. It was it was very cool. Um, I ran across another movie called, um, uh, I think it's, I don't know. There were two movies that came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. One was called There's Someone in the House, and then there was one that was called like... Oh, There's Someone in the House. I have seen that pop up recently. Yeah, and There's Someone, oh, There's Someone Inside Your House. There you go. Um, and that one, that one was fairly recent. That was more like a, um, I thought of that as a, it seemed like a like a post-Scream 90s oh, okay. era. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not going to make my year-end list, but it was all right. Oh, the other one was called No One Gets Out Alive. Uh, and okay. I thought, it's another movie with like an entire sentence yeah, for the yeah, title. Yeah. But that one was really odd. Okay. It's very strange, but it's it's worth watching. And it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've got a Netflix subscription, you might as well watch it. Yeah. Uh, but it was called No One Gets Out Alive, and it really goes in a weird direction um, it is nothing like what you think it is as the movie's going along. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it just takes a hard left turn into like a, I don't even know how to describe it without um, spoiling, spoiling it. it. But I want to say it takes a, a turn into something like a um, like a cult um, ritual sacrifice. It's just... Okay. Bizarre. Um, but I would, I, I, it's worth watching. It is right. worth watching. I'm not, again, it's not anything that I'm going to rank as my, you know, top of the year or anything, but it was, it was definitely yeah. worth watching. Um, v, did you watch VHS 94? I was going to ask you about that because I know I you hated the second one when I, I put it on the, the list. I did hate the second one. Uh, I liked the first one okay. Um, this one, I liked this one better mm-hmm. than, well, actually, I think this one, the first one I really liked, but this one might actually be... Uh, there's a couple parts of it that I didn't, but that's every anthology. Yeah, They're yeah. never perfect. It but be hit or miss. Yeah, and I thought the wraparound was weak and confusing yeah, with yeah. the SWAT team. It's like, what? where are we going with this? I know. And why is this I, Why is this happening? I don't understand. They needed yeah. a reason. Yeah. yeah. Was, and, mm. and it also had the feel, like the last installment had a feel of a movie someone made a short someone made and then they went oh you know what we don't know what to do with this so let's stick it in here yeah you don't it's either, it's either gonna one, go to the cloverfield universe yeah, that or, one was <laughs> so like completely out of touch with the other ones yeah uh, the also the big thing i've been seeing trending is, is mm-hmm. if i can use that hipster term yeah yeah um, we'll allow it yeah um is uh ratma yeah 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 but, yeah, yeah but you know what my problem with that was look just like alf Okay, yeah. I put that in my review. Was that Alf? <laughs> was that fair. like evil Alf? You know, <laughs> um, but it's not. But it was pretty good. There, I like the one in the funeral home. That was excellent. That was a cool. That one, one was cool. I mean, it seemed a little odd that they needed to have a like a three camera shoot for a wake that yeah. no one came to yeah. in a funeral home. But 
you know, I was glad they did because that was some pretty cool stuff. It was. It, it really, I thought that turned out great. So I would put that on a, you know, hey, watch it. It's on Shutter. Yeah. Why not? So, because um, we love Shutter. We do and love so Shutter. We do love Shutter. Use code AHP for That's 30 right. days free. That's right. For 30 days free. Uh, the Manor. Did you watch that on the Amazon? Have you seen it pop up? They put, the Blumhouse put four more uh, movies up mm-hmm. and I've, I've watched them all. I liked uh, Madre's pretty well uh the manor was my favorite one okay um and it's barbara hershey plays a woman who they says she's 70 she's probably is 70 Mm -hmm. but she looks really great for 70 okay and she doesn't seem old enough to have gone into this like um i wouldn't call it a nursing home but it's like a old age home because she'd had like a a minor stroke and she was afraid that she was going to become a you know, a burden to her family because her and her daughter don't get along, but her and her grandson are really close. Uh And so she goes into this, um, this, this old age home and there's something there that's sort of preying on the other residents. And there's a lot of weird things going on, Hmm. but I really, I really liked it. It was very entertaining. It wasn't very long. It was like an hour and 20 minutes or something. It was not long, but I, she's always great. And it had, uh, uh, Bruce Davidson is in, it had some good, and the, the old lady um, from, um, oh, crap, uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Oh, yeah, yeah. The old lady who has uh, dementia in that yep. uh, is also in the nursing home. And this is another one of those movies that when it goes, all of a sudden it takes this wild left turn and becomes something completely different that you nice. didn't expect. And it's just a... Uh, it's a fun movie. It was just, it was fun. I enjoyed watching it. I really did. And so I would recommend that to people. Um, Madres was a little bit more of a slog, um, but it's a, it's still decent. It's mm-hmm. worth watching. Um, the other thing I think we both saw was Halloween Kills. And I think yes. a lot of our people have listened to that and, uh, or watched it by now. I, um, I enjoyed it. I like the 2018 Halloween. I like the fact that they stripped it down and took it all the way back to the beginning and yep. said, this is the sequel. I enjoyed that because, I mean, you know, I think we can agree that they started to get, I mean, at one point he was like in a cult or something. Yes. You know, was it? Well, <laughs> like someone, someone would cult or something. And I'm like, the fuck? I was, I watched <laughs> it last night and I was with somebody and they were watching. And they said, okay, so I've seen like. Halloween H two O and yeah, stuff, and I was like, I was like, listen, things. pretend like they don't exist. This is gonna be yeah. confusing, but yeah, yeah here's even how though we're Jamie doing Lee this. Curtis is in it, ignore it, exactly. pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Um. So, but I did like the the way that they did that, and you know, I there are a lot of things about the sequel that I liked, but um, as I was telling you before we got on the air, um, I um, I think it suffers a bit from being the middle of a trilogy, mm-hmm. um, because it just sort of lands and we just ride along with really no finish. I mean, yep. it doesn't, there's no end to the movie. I mean, and yet we, you know, we're expecting, you know, every Halloween movie ends with, you know, Michael supposedly dying right. and disappears or whatever. But, um, this was just sort of left. I mean, I was like looking and seeing that we only had like four minutes left and there's still things going on. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what is happening here? Um, How many times did they say the word tonight in that? Oh, I know, that, right? Yeah, I, uh, I know. But I thought uh, Anthony Michael Hall was really good as Tommy Doyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did enjoy that part of it, really. I thought he was really good. Um, and, I mean, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, fine. I guess. It's not... Um, but it, it could have been... 
I think it could have been great, and it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so. Fair. You know, I'll I'll be interested to see, and it's supposed to be out like next year. I'll be interested to see what they do with it to wrap up a trilogy. Do they film them back to back? Do you know? Uh, I think they took a. They filmed this during COVID. I was listening Uh, to an interview with um, Anthony Michael Hall, and they'd filmed this. There were restrictions and things in place when they were filming, and I think they're filming. The third part now, okay. so I think they're filming it pretty close. That must have been a pain in the ass because they're just—it's all this movie is crowds and stuff. Oh, I know, you know? I like, know. That's what I thought too. They must have really had to isolate everybody yeah. for this, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, um, so if you're looking for some Halloween stuff, you know, I think you're going to find some things in what we're just about to talk about. Mm-hmm. People go back and look for some oldies, you know, um, yeah. because I recommend when people ask me for movie recommendations, a lot of times I will go, you know, oh, I'm looking for a haunted house movie. Well, go watch The Changeling. Yeah. Um, I had somebody, I had posted something about The Changeling just recently, and uh, I had uh, one of our uh, readers had posted on the on the, my post that you know they had their grandson they'd had him over to watch something and they wanted to watch something really scary and she pulled this out and it scared him to death nice um so i mean you know pulled out the changeling and that's from 1980 yeah. so it's not on this list but it was on our last list and um I mean, that's a great movie some so of these really hold up there there are and there are some well, I'm gonna. I know you're gonna tell me some that don't on here. Oh, but, absolutely. But I find that everything that we're going to talk about, for the most part, I mm-hmm. mean, everybody, everything's got a, a problem here or there. Yeah. But I mean, because you know, I think I put on my notes here that I mean, in the '70s, I mean, we're talking about a decade that, and, and we've talked about this before too, but literally changed the way movies were made mm-hmm. with The Godfather and Jaws, and I mean, Jaws invented the summer. Blockbuster, um, yeah. Star Wars, which you know was never meant to be a nine-episode thing. It was just a movie, mm-hmm. and it, the difference. If you go back and when you go back and watch them, and watch the originals, don't watch all the ones that George Lewis couldn't keep his hands off of, and watch the original one, and it looks like an episode of Doctor Who or it something. Does. It's so cheap, mm-hmm. but then you know, but clever movie making, and people fell in love with the characters. Yeah, you know, game changer. So it became something great. Um, but you know, that came out of the seventies and, um, you know, when I put this, this list is kind of long because there was stuff I couldn't leave out Mm -hmm. and I did it going by, I put the list together just in all, just to clear the air on everything. I put the list together, gave it to Cody and, uh, because so many of these he had not seen. Mm -hmm. And so, and I knew as the older we got back into the movies, there would be stuff he hadn't seen. So. I um, I wanted to get his take on a lot of it, and then I will try to defend my choices. <laughs> I have a feeling, but there's a lot of stuff that are that people consider to be groundbreaking horror films that did not make my list, and the only reason is because they're not my favorites. I mean, yeah. I get it. I get Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I get that that is for a lot of people that is a seminal horror film, and I understand that. But I don't love the movie, so I didn't put it on my list. I mean, these are things that, you know, you can just obviously pick on your own. I don't like the original Hills Have Eyes. Mm -hmm. I do like the remakes. I don't like the original. I don't like I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. uh, Because, I mean, that's just like a rape fantasy movie. I can't. I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm glad it's great she gets her revenge and everything. But I don't know. That's a borderline horror film for me. Yeah. Is it? And we will talk about that, what makes a horror film and what doesn't. But anyway, um, so 
this is the list. So we're going to start down the list and uh, we're going to start with 1979, work our way backward. Mm-hmm. And so um, we'll start with Alien. Yes. Which is a sci fi movie, but it is a haunted house in space. That's what they used to, to call it. And yeah. I think th- I love this movie. I, a friend of mine's mom took me and him to see it. Um, this is how long ago this was. Okay. We went to the theater to see it, and then we got ice cream at Howard Johnson's afterwards. Like, Howard I'm Johnson's. not kidding. Howard Johnson's. There was still the one in existence at the time. But um, I, this movie scared the crap out of me. Yes. And I think that the, you know, the scene where the, the alien bursts out of his chest was, mm-hmm. is a great scene. But I, I'll tell you the one that disturbed me. Well, there's several that disturbed me even more. But the one where... Ash turns out, to, um, spoiler alert, oh, a boy. 30-year-old movie. Yeah. No, 40-year-old movie. Oh, when God. Ash turns out to be an android and he's got that, he's was always drinking milk mm-hmm. and he's got that milk bubbling out of his mouth. Yes. He's talking. God, that gave me nightmares. Man. Really? Yeah, it freaked me out. But I mean, I was like 11 or uh-huh. something. I was, you know, pretty young. And, but yeah, I, I, Love that movie, and if you've seen the uh, director's cuts, mm-hmm. where the, the stuff that they took out, yeah, it, it does give it a whole different kind of feel. It but, does. This is yeah. one of my top ten all-time really? movies. Oh, yeah, cool. I had well, to make I'm a list. I, it. I yeah. had to make a list the other day, um, and this this one made it. It's just, I think it, it's such a classic. The practical effects are, oh yeah, amazing. The, the, well, the monster. Yeah, we've never seen anything like that before. I don't care if you people compare this movie and say it's a rip off of all kinds of stuff, older movies, but they don't like, they sure. don't hold up, yeah. man. I mean, they don't hold up like this. This movie will be around forever mm-hmm. because not only is the the ship unlike anything we'd seen before because prior to this all like sci-fi movies with spaceships were always like well like Star Trek, always clean and shiny and this is a Junker, yeah, it's like a junker in space, and it's just—I don't know. There's just so much about this movie that was so cool at the time and remains so cool. I do periodically go back and rewatch the whole series. Mm-hmm. I start with, but the only bad thing about doing that, going back and starting with like Prometheus and stuff, and working your yeah. way, yeah, those look so much slicker, even though they're supposed to take place before this, right? But, um, Whatever. Uh, it is kind of fun to watch the, you know, how things changed. But um, the first one and the second one are always going to be the best. They are. I'm a, I'm a sucker for, like, somebody asked me yesterday. I was actually Sean O'Connell from Cinema Blend. He said, he asked me to do something at work. And I said, Sean, I said, I'm watching the original trailer for Alien. If you could respect my privacy right <laughs> yeah. now. And I told him what we were doing. And he said, are you an alien guy or an aliens guy? And I said, well, here's the thing. It's I said, tough. I'm a sucker for Everything in that franchise. I said, uh-huh. however, I think Aliens an absolute masterpiece. Where while Aliens, I do like it, but it's I said, blast. I, I said it's more of a, what exactly what you'd expect from a movie called Aliens. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was like, but I love I love every entry in this. I mean, I, I love even, I even Alien. Like, oh, I like Alien vs Predator and the oh, Requiem, all the garbage I love stuff. the first Alien versus Predator. It's, there's so much That's fun. That's the best. Yes. That's the one with. Um, Lance Henriksen and the Pyramid Under the Ice. Yes. I, man, I, I rewatched that. I don't know how, all, how many times I've seen it. There's so much it's just fun. something, it's so much like Aliens because it's like Aliens, but it's like a shoot 'em up yeah, yeah, yeah. action adventure thing. And I think that's why the second one works so well is everybody and it's good. You've got James Cameron's steady stable of people he'd always bring mm-hmm. in. That The one chick who's in like, 
all of his movies in some small part yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that plays the, what are the gunners, the machine gunners, the two. And I mean, Bill Paxton, you <laughs> yeah, know, who's classic. always in him. Bill Paxton's so good in that. And so unlike every other character he plays, mm-hmm. well, except for maybe Chet and Weird Science. But the, the, I mean, he drove me nuts in Aliens with the, we're all going to die, man. Yeah. We're all going to die. <laughs> Came over me. Yeah, was, yeah, so good. Those, those are so great. So, um, yeah, I, I, we're getting into the 80s there, but still, yes. I think the first one is always going to be one of the best horror sci-fi movies ever. Agreed. Ever. Um, I pulled some fun facts, as I oh, tend yeah, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like when you do that. And again, yeah. these are all taken from IMDb, so I have no clue I know if, if they're, they're if true. They're true I, know. I, I typically pick the ones that are the most <laughs> popular, so who knows? And maybe <laughs> yeah. it's the most popular because it's so many people saying this is absolutely not true, <laughs> yeah, right. but I didn't care to check. So um, fun <laughs> Let facts. everybody else check. We'll yes. just throw them out there. Uh, it's in the days like before the internet where you could just say anything and, and no it one didn't could ma- check. So. Yeah, and it's almost like today, it's almost like people have the ability to check and then they fucking don't. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue laser lights that were used on the alien ship's eggs chamber were borrowed from The Who. The band was testing out lasers <laughs> for their stage show in the sound stage next yeah, door. That's pretty cool. Oh, when they come in and like scan it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I could see that, though. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Harrison Ford turned down the role of Captain Dallas. Yeah. Uh, which is an interesting, interesting well, choice. Tom Skerritt was great. Yeah. So many producers have professional readers that read and summarize scripts for them. Uh, the reader in this case summarize it as uh, it's like Jaws, but in space. It's like, okay. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's well, what, it, but what would you know it see? is because you don't see the alien until most of the way through. Yeah. And then when you do see it, it's terrifying. Unlike the animatronic shark, which is not that terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just big. It is. Um, but you get the idea. It it's still works. a great movie because the actors that are in it carry it where the alien is just friggin' scary. Just really scary. Yes. So that is Alien 1979. Okay. 1979 Alien. We promised that we would do that. We did. So, all right. So our next one goes in a completely different direction, even though it came out the same year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you felt about this, but I think this is probably one of the most visually beautiful versions of Dracula that exists. Um, it is uh, Dracula 1979, uh, directed by John Badham. It had Frank Lagella as Dracula, had Donald Pleasance, who plays Dr. Loomis, in mm-hmm. the, if you need some context there. Yep. Sir Lawrence Olivier played Van Helsing, and it's set in 1913, so it's set a little bit, um, a little bit later than most Dracula movies. Um, and um, Kate Nelligan plays the Dracula's love interest in it. And it's not, I mean, it's not, the storyline is, is really different from most of them. Um, and so it doesn't follow the book very closely. And it is, it is based on the play that was done. And so you can kind of see you that. You can see it, yeah. Because it's, it's very much a set piece kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But I just think, the, well, the acting is great. And even though Dracula is a little disco-ish looking. Yes. Because it's the time period. Everything in the 70s always looks like the 70s, no matter when it's set. Can't help it. <laughs> um, he's a little disco-ish with the shirt unbuttoned and all that kind of stuff. But again, he was a really different kind of Dracula because he wasn't he wasn't designed to look scary. He was supposed to look, you know, seductive and alluring, you know, and so it gave it a different spin. I just think this movie just looks so great. And you've got Sir Lawrence Olivier 
slumming it, playing, you know, <laughs> playing Dr. Van Helsing with a crazy accent. And I just, I enjoy this movie. I just do. It's it's always been good. So I surprisingly like this one Did a you? lot, too. Yeah, I remember when you were watching it. I yes. wondered how you felt about it. Uh, I, I write, some of my notes I took down, I said, was not expecting to see a dead baby um, uh, yeah, so right. early on, sure. which yeah. that blew me away. Yeah. Um, lots of hands shots in this. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't even see that until you mentioned it, and then so I kind of went back and was looking through it. And I'm like, what's going on with this? Yeah, I it's like a I Tarantino thing, but instead of feet. It did was you hands. find anything about that? I, d- I didn't. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was very curious when you told me that because I never thought about it. Yeah, it was just like the first thing <laughs> I noticed, the first note I took, and it was just a lot of slow motion kind of hands creeping up and over, and um, <laughs> it just, it, I just kept seeing it, and yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, I really liked when he was climbing down the side of the oh, castle yeah. early yeah, on, like cool. that, that was some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the trailer, I think, I think it was, came from the trailer, but said the story of the greatest lover who ever lived, died, and lived again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, pretty good. A, weird, they, 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 it was a weird marketing campaign for this. It mm-hmm. was, you know, very of the time period. Yes. Very, very, tra- the trailer is very 1979 Okay, all right, that's a good to know. I think, um, but yeah, I, um, I know, I liked it. I liked it. I recommend it as is worth watching. So awesome, and to to and I would too. And just uh, to clarify, I, I think when we've done this before, I would tell people like where to find these and all that. Oh, but yeah. since that changes all the time, <sighs> and even, even googling that. it now, you don't get always mm-hmm. accurate results. No, you so don't. look on, look for it. Most everything's on Amazon in yeah, some form. I think that's where that's where I watched it. I can't remember I think, where I pulled I thought, this one from. Yeah, I, I thought because you did too. This I'm not was sure. But. Well, no, this was. See, that's the thing. This initially showed up that it was like on um, Hulu or something like that. Oh, and then you okay. click through and it's like it used to be. So yeah. the page still ranks. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah. oh, we've moved or you uh-huh. need to update, you know, add yeah. show time or whatever. So just Google it. But also I would say look around for a lot of these things because I found some of these um, after I paid for them free on YouTube uh-huh. or Tubi with right. commercials and yes. shit like that. So keep looking. You can probably yeah. find a free-ish yeah. version of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. if you don't want to pay for it, um, most of the stuff that I've that I've got on the list, I, I own mm-hmm. either uh, streaming or uh, either digital or DVD, um, which is kind of how it they made the list is because it's stuff that I thought was good enough to own. That's yeah, okay. Uh, but that might not be for everybody, and a lot of people don't want to collect stuff. So just look around because most of the stuff is out there. Yeah, and if you so. pay for it, four bucks. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. You know? It's always cheap. So. Uh, fun fact for this one: there were two stipulations that Frank Langella is insisted upon when accepting the role of Dracula in this movie. First, there'd be no scenes with fangs dripping yeah, blood. Yeah, there are no fangs. That's right. Yes, that is right. And second, uh, he wouldn't do any commercial promos as Dracula. Oh, really? That's yeah, I, which. I mean, okay. You really think about sure. that. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, so that's Dracula, 1979. Yeah. What do we got? All right. So the next one on the list is one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just one of my all-time great horror movies. It's weird as hell. It is. It's crazy as fuck. I mean, it is just, it is a nuts movie. And Don Coscarelli made this thing for like nothing. I mean, and and you can you can tell it mm-hmm. was made on the cheap, mm-hmm. but it it you know it spawned a, a not always great series of uh-huh. you know sequels. But the first Phantasm is I still think it's genius. Um, I think that everything he did with this is so cool. Like, especially the flying sphere yes. with this, the spikes on it that suck your, into your brain mm-hmm. and fly. And that mausoleum where it's they really film cool. this is very cool. Yeah. And, you know, Angus Scrim as the tall man is 
Now he's scary. He is scary. And you know what's so funny is everybody used to talk about what a nice guy he was. He was like this gentle, mm. quiet, kind man, and then he'd become this monster, you know. Yeah. And you know when he turns around and he he looks and he boy, you know, and man, yeah. But what, what would you? Okay, if you, I know you have the definition here for any, or the synopsis, whatever. But yeah. how would you? If I had just asked you what this movie oh was about, God. what would you have um, said? I don't know. Um, it is about this guy who is enslaving the dead, bring, taking dead people and turning them into slaves for an alternate universe mm-hmm. filled with the Jawas from Star Wars. And you know what's so weird about that is all of it was filmed at the same time. Neither one ripped off the other one. No it shit. was complete fluke that the, the, the monsters looked the same. But, but the idea of these, these creatures in these robes, though, is that, and it's so, you know, the... the the thought that went behind this is then when they take the hood off one and it turns out to be like somebody they knew yeah. and he's been squashed yes. into a, a short little thing because the gravity is different in this alternate <laughs> yes. universe. So bizarre. And, you know, and everyone's just so unlikely, the characters are. Mm-hmm. They're so, they're not people you would expect to see, like Reggie Bannister, the. Guitar playing. I love the guitar ice work cream in this. man with the ponytail, and yeah. it's like what in the hell? And then you had the you know the the young kid, and you know I, I don't know if you've seen any of the other ones or not. But I have like not. in the second one, they just gave him a whole bunch of money and said, "Here, make another one," and they replaced the kid. Oh. And yeah, and it just it's the, two is like the hated installment, and actually most of the ones after this suck in my opinion. Sure, okay, Where, I can you see know, that. When he and, and Reggie go looking for the, the the tall man, hunting him across the country, they're just not great. But ah. the first one is a you know, it's a it's it's a it's a hidden gem mm-hmm. for most people who may have heard of it and haven't seen it, but I like it. it I was always bizarre. loved the the silver flying ball yeah so I, I read like your little synopsis thing and you said and of course this flying silver sphere and i was like what am i getting into and i saw <laughs> yeah. that thing floating around i was yeah. like what the hell is this um yeah. i love i actually rewound that car uh, that the guitar scene yeah. because the, I, I was like this is kind of cool it's just it's so weird yeah though. i mean why would you throw this in the middle of this movie just playing on a porch yeah. hanging out yeah um i said this movie's heady as fuck uh, and then I also wrote down, I love, I, I, I watched all these with the captions on because the sound's kind of in and out yeah, all the time. Yeah, some of them, yeah. And um, this sure. one, it just kept saying warbling noises or warbling, <laughs> um, which is a perfect way to describe it, but yeah, I love yeah. that word. <laughs> Fun facts, uh, Don, how do I say, Cos, Coscarelli? Coscarelli. Coscarelli, yeah. you, you mentioned this a little bit, but he, he rented all the filming equipment used to make this movie always on Fridays so he could use it all weekend, <laughs> return it on Mondays, all only actually having to pay one day's <laughs> rental. Yeah. And then he took the title Phantasm from the works of Edgar Allan Poe, which is apparently frequently used in his writings. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's Phantasm. Yeah. Phantasm 1979. So, all right, we're going to go back to 1978 finally, because see, that's what I said. There's a lot, there's a lot of movies. Here. Yeah. Uh, they will get a little fewer as we get back further. Mm-hmm. But so this one is the original Dawn of the Dead, um, which was George Romero's second uh, second zombie movie and my second favorite of the zombie movies. Um, I think Night of the Living Dead is still better than Dawn of the Dead. Um, and this one is kind of picks up. They don't, you don't notice that it goes from 1969 to 1978, but it picks up the storyline immediately with the zombie apocalypse. And uh, it starts with a new uh, a TV station 
and a guy and a girl at the TV station uh, who have to escape in a helicopter. And a buddy of his is a SWAT team member and his friend. And the four of them escape and hole up in a uh, secluded shopping mall. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes too much about, in my opinion, too much about you know, consumerism and, you know, I don't, I don't need, honestly, I, I just want a good zombie movie. Yeah. I don't need a, because this was, this was, came on the heels of, and don't be wrong. I, George Romero is a, you know, is a great director. He's great ideas, all of it, but he started believing his own press about night of the living dead. And we've talked about this before. I know I've talked about it on the podcast, you know, there, uh, uh, the night of the living dead is like a stand in for the Vietnam war and shit. It was a zombie movie they made for like 40 grand. Yeah. It was not, it was never meant to be a statement about anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing, the only thing I think that that movie made a statement about was in the late 1960s, making a black man the lead character mm-hmm. and then the way that it ends. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was the only statement it made is the irony of all of it. But, you know, by now he's been hearing about how he made this movie with all these uh, okay. deep, you know, things. And so he decides to do it and then continues to do it with the ones that followed. And that was disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I still like this movie. I think I I love the idea of the shopping mall thing mm-hmm. and the crazy, you know, they have all this stuff at their fingertips and they're locking it down. And then, but personally, while I do like this movie and it's definitely one that everyone should watch if they like zombie movies, I like the remake better. It's so good. I love that remake. It's probably my favorite zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Yeah. I have watched it uh, at least a dozen times. I think that movie is just every note is works for me. I, I just really like I it. I remember the first time I saw it and I was I was blown away by it. But, Fast zombies. But yeah, because yeah. you're fucked. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like, I mean, you watch Walking Dead and <laughs> two guys can kill like a hundred zombies yeah. because they barely move. And I keep thinking, how does anyone get bit in yeah. this? I don't understand. Also, that's be so much fun. But yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. but something that always stuck with me that, like, so I love that remake of Dawn of the Dead, yeah. but I laughed out loud when <laughs> that it's kind of early on and he's like, okay what are we doing and he goes we're going to the mall and then the camera pans up and the music <laughs> yeah, goes and i was yeah. like oh jeez yeah but, well you can put but, ving rames in about anything and i'm gonna watch it anyway he's great in well that, i had so. a question for you too because yeah. i noticed this um i was going through i watched this and then i think i was i watched some so i watched most of these um over the course of like five weeks maybe mm-hmm. yeah. and so some of them were sticking with me some of them weren't so i right. went through and watched all the trailers again so yeah. i could take some more yeah, notes good idea. um was okay ken four Ken Forey? Uh, yeah. yeah. Is he is he in the remake as the guy on the TV saying yes. the dead? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, he um, he's in that. He plays that. And he shows up a lot in um, Rob Zombie's movies. He's in all of them. He's he is someone in all of them. Okay, like in, the, look in Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, he is the truck driver guy that's in the bathroom that Michael kills and takes his jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, he's the mechanic guy. Okay. I mean, so it's he's he's in a lot of stuff and he's been in in some of his other movies too. And um, but yeah, that's him. He's he's really of everyone that's in Dawn of the Dead. That's you see him the most in mm-hmm. today working. I don't know if everybody that's in it is still working or not. I Got don't it. Know, but. Uh, you do see him quite a bit. And the the leader of the bikers mm-hmm. in that is Tom Savini, the makeup artist, 
who oh. did the zombie makeup for the movie, and that's him playing the one of the biker guys. Nice. Yeah. I yeah, was going to so. say the uh, the picture in this, like I don't know the the correct term, cinematography, whatever, but I watched so many of these old movies. This looks great. It does com- look great. Compared yeah, to, yeah. Some, sometimes it looks like it was shot on oh, like- Oh man, I know. Some of the oldest I know. Well, and it, I think a lot of it depends on the popularity of the movie and whether or not they're going to do a new transfer. That's what it. I was wondering. And I yeah. think that they've done a, I think even a 4K transfer on Dawn of the Dead because yeah. it's so popular. I figured, I was yeah. like, I have to be watching some updated thing, but I even, um, I took this note while I was watching the trailer though, and I was wondering, it didn't say anything about remastered or anything, but I'm yeah. Yeah, sure, like you said, that probably probably was. Probably yeah. was. Uh, fun facts: When Roger runs out, of, uh, runs out. Sorry, when Roger runs out of a truck and back toward the mall, one particular zombie in a red and black striped shirt gets out of character, decides to tuck in his shirt. <laughs> um, which I looked for this, but I couldn't find the That's right hilarious. part. Um, and then extras who appeared in this film were reportedly given one dollar in cash, a donut, and a Dawn of the Dead T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they awesome. filmed it at a mall, a Monroeville Mall in. Um, outside Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. which I've been several times. Oh, nice. So when I've been out there, we went to see a movie there um, last, well, before the pandemic, last year. So 2019. Yes. Um, we went to count. a movie there at the mall and I was looking for, you know, some kind of Monroeville zombie, you know, shirt and couldn't find anything. But um, if you watch um, that Kevin Smith movie, Zach and Mary make a porno. Uh-huh. Um, the hockey team that um, Zach plays for are the Monroeville Zombies. Oh, and it, nice. it's set in Pittsburgh. And so it's he's got the hockey jerseys, which you can buy those online, just in case anybody wants to know. So anyway, that's Dawn of the Dead, uh, the original edition from 1978. Uh, the next one, speaking of original editions, the original classic, Halloween, mm-hmm. also 1978. And... Um, I don't. A lot of people don't remember how this movie even starts because we've been so hammered with you know versions and different things and Jamie Lee Curtis playing his little sister and she wasn't and I liked how they handled that in the 2018 reboot. So it was like his sister yeah, and then yeah. that other guy goes, Nah, nah, somebody just made that up, you know. Yeah. So, um, but he does kill his sister Judith mm-hmm. 15 years before the movie starts and then gets locked up in the mental hospital and then of course. The night he came home, he returns to Haddonfield to um, wreak havoc, I guess, yeah. just to kill people. Uh, but that movie, you know, I think, it, again, and there's a reason that it's groundbreaking because, you know, John Carpenter took all of the the, the tropes mm-hmm. and turned them around. You know, um, he literally created the idea of the final girl mm-hmm. with Jamie Lee Curtis. and uh, But he did really create actual characters. I guess um, when he was working on the script, Deborah Hill, who was, I think his girlfriend at the time, um, she was a co-producer on the movie and she did all the dialogue for the girls. And that's why when you watch it, it comes across as seeming realistic. Not like a guy wrote it. Right, exactly. (laughs) Or just something dorky, you know, that nobody knew what to say. But that also, the, the, the funny thing about that movie is it's set in Illinois, which has always cracked me up. Uh, because it's obviously shot in California because at one scene there's palm trees in the background. Uh-huh. And yeah, we so, don't have those here. No, no. And when they've done these remakes or, or the, the 2018 and, and the new one, they did them in uh, Wilmington, I think, North Carolina. So no one films in, in, in Illinois at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Why it is you? supposed to be Illinois. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the original is always going to be... And I've enjoyed 
you know, I liked the, I liked the first Rob Zombie one, but do we really need all that backstory? I think yeah. that's what makes this character scary is there is no backstory. I mean, all we know is that he, you know, killed his sister and he's, according to Dr. Loomis, evil personified, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's all you need. It's all we need, you know, and we don't need him to be a member of a, you know, a, a druid cult and all kinds of crazy stuff. Somebody dressed like Bon Jovi breaks him out of jail. And mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, they're just dumb. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I, I you know, they're, they were fun to watch. I know I watched them when they came out, but, and I have watched, rewatched some of them since, but it's kind of like, Man, we didn't need all this. We just really didn't. It, it doesn't make it as scary. But did you see that thing I posted the other day on Facebook? Mm, it was I don't a picture know. of, of uh, Donald Pleasance, and it said, think how many lives would have been saved if people had just listened to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did see that. That's good. Uh, uh, so, some of the, I didn't write this down, but I remember reading it. Um, some of the fun facts they talked about how this was init- initially going to be called like the babysitter murder, yeah, babysitter kill or something yeah, like that. I saw something about that too. And then they realized, um, well, they, they wanted to get everything. They wanted they were supposed to span a couple of days and they decided let's do one night. So we have less or fewer wardrobe changes. Right, right. And they said, well, if we're going to do that night, it should be scariest night of sure, the year. It'd be Halloween. Sure. And yeah. it just kind of spiraled from there. But yeah. Uh, John Carpenter considered the hiring of Jamie Lee Curtis as the ultimate tribute to Alfred Hitchcock, who'd given her mother, Janet Lee, legendary status in Psycho. Psycho. Uh, During the same period, Universal Studios producer and director Richard Franklin were trying to enroll Jamie Lee in the new production of Psycho 2. And then from a budget of $300,000, the film went on to gross $47 million at the U.S. box office. Which was a lot in 1978. In, in two, 2008, takings that would be, would be equivalent oh, okay. of $150 million, oh, making okay. Halloween one okay. of the most successful independent films wow. of all time. Yeah, so cool. shit ton of money, and it yeah. did really well. Yeah. yeah. So that is Halloween. Okay, so the next one on the list is, and again, uh, I guess this goes to show you that the time period here that we're talking about, a lot of stuff gets remade. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of things we've already talked about have, but this one is the original Suspiria, which is, I, I used to be a huge Dario Argento fan, and I still like, I still like some of the movies. Um, For me, they've kind of aged. I don't know. I, I, they've, they've aged poorly, I think. That's just personal opinion. Uh, but this one still works for me. Um, I like this one still, and I certainly like it a lot better than that remake from a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, I did not like that at all. Um, I, I wanted I wanted it to stay scary, and I didn't find that to be scary at all. It was In fact, that, bizarre. Like, the scene with, like, Tilda Swinton as the old man. How did anyone not know that that was her? I don't, I don't understand. I that was so weird, and it wasn't supposed to be like her character in disguise. It was actually her. They, I mean, they couldn't find an old man to play that <laughs> anyway. Um, but the original is uh, about a American girl who starts er, working or er, comes to a prestigious German ballet academy and begins to realize that after a series of very bloody murders that something sinister is going on. And of course it is a, it turns out to be a coven of witches, you know, and it's part of a trilogy of his that he did with several other movies. And um, I don't know, I just, I like the original better. I didn't like the remake. Um, I still like the original. I think it holds up. I think it's worth watching if you would like to. If you're going to tackle some Argento, this is what I would send you toward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this one a lot. 
Um, the movie's my notes. It just says the movie's really red. Um, mm-hmm. And well, uh, that was yeah. It was it was part of his. It was part of his shtick. Yeah, you know, it was that kind of thing. And the soundtrack that that Goblin, the name of the band was yeah. Goblin, and it's a very weird soundtrack. Yeah, and I know a lot and of used them over and over. They would they said they play music while they were recording to like um, or filming to like mess with the actors and stuff. Yeah. And then other times, um, a lot of the sound wasn't actually filmed like live. And so they said it'd be really weird to be like filming a scene and hear a stagehand next door like hammering something <laughs> or whatever, knowing it wouldn't be there. Um, my takeaway from this movie is just don't take ballet. No one should yeah, ever, right, ever do exactly, ballet. Yeah. Um, it's also on YouTube for free, which I found out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, some fun it's facts. It's easy to find. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. easy to find. And um, the fun facts, the woman playing Helena Marcus uh, was not credited. According to Jessica Halper, she was a 90-year-old former prostitute who the director found on the streets of Rome, Italy. No I don't kidding. know if that's true, but... Wow, um, okay. Yeah, so it says, the director's original idea was the ballet school would accommodate young girls no older than 12. However, the studio and producer, his yeah. father, denied the request because a film this violent, including children, would uh, be banned. So he raised the age limit of girls to 20 years, but did not rewrite the script, hence the naivete of characters and the occasional childlike dialogue. He also put all the doorknobs at about the same height as the actresses' heads, so they'd have to raise their arms in order to open the doors just like children. So strange. (laughs) Yes, so... But it it works to make everything so disconcerting. It does. So, you know, I can see... Well, I mean, he's like a crazy genius anyway. I mean, you know, so... That's the original Suspiria. All right, so the next one on the list is uh, Burnt Offerings. And I think I have talked about this movie before on the podcast because this was one that uh, traumatized me as a child. I mean, for real. Um, It is a haunted house movie, but it has got a different spin to haunted houses. Um, It's about a family that rents for the summer, rents this mansion located out in the countryside, and uh, it seems to have this sort of, you know, sinister power over the family who are played by, and this is where things get really crazy, is they're played by Oliver Reed, mm-hmm. the king of overacting, uh, Karen Black, the queen of overacting, and Betty Davis in one of her very rare 1979's Not a Crazed Bitch uh, <laughs> okay. roles. She's actually very nice in this. And uh, then the kid's not a great actor, but I do like the movie because it was a. I, it sounds like I don't, I but say, I actually do you like I actually like Oliver Reed. I just think he's just so over the top, and maybe that's kind of what I like about him because you know when you're going to get an Oliver Reed role that it's going to be like in your face. There's a lot and of so, screaming yes, and stuff. Yes, and yeah. But I like this movie because it, like I said, it does give it a different spin. And I, you know, okay, spoiler alert, I'm going to give away the the ending, sort of. Not really, but a little bit. Um, it, that the house is is the, the, the evil character in it. It's the house itself. Mm-hmm. And the more it traumatizes the family, the more it rebuilds itself. Yeah. Because when they move in, it's all like overgrown and the paint's chipping and pieces are falling off. Only $900? Yeah, it's a really cheap deal because they expect them to kind of like, you know, take care of things over the summer and that they don't have to because the house takes care of herself. I love the scene when it's the storm, when it's raining Mm -hmm. and the shingles are ripping off the house and there are new ones underneath. That is a cool scene. Uh, But the thing about it that I mean, the way it would, the way it traumatizes the family is it will like give them like, like 
in Oliver Reed's case, he had been having nightmares since he was a kid about his father's funeral. Mm -hmm. And one of the things about it that had traumatized him so much was the chauffeur who was driving, you know, the family in the car. And he had these little round sunglasses and this really creepy smile. Seriously, I watched this. I didn't see it. I, it couldn't have been 1977, or is that what I said this came out, or 76? 76, um, but it couldn't have been long after that. It was probably, okay, let me tell here's a quick story about mm-hmm. the way, the primitive Please. days of television. Yeah. When a movie would come out at the theater, there was no next market at the time. Mm-hmm. So a movie came out of the theater and it was gone. You, there were no videotapes. There was all you had to, if you wanted to see something, you had to wait for it to come on what they would have like, you know, Thursday night at the movies or Monday night at the movies. And it would be like, we'd be, I can remember my stepmother and I would be all excited. James Bond movie was going to be on an old one, you know, because we hadn't, it had been on in years and, you know, we were too young to have seen it at the theater and here it was, you know, with commercials and everything, but, or it would be on the late show if it was a horror movie, which means 1030 at night on a Friday or a Saturday. Mm -hmm. That was it. There was no way to get to watch this stuff. So you kind of had to wait for, I mean, I would, just to give you what a geek and loser I was, I would, when the new TV guide came, I was so excited when the new TV guide, my mom would buy the new TV guide at the, at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. She'd bring it home and I would sit and read the whole fucking TV guide. And I would mark all of the things I wanted to make sure you I didn't gotta. miss, circle it, because you couldn't record it. You had to be up to watch it. Mm-hmm. And so... I can remember many times Ian, on school nights at, you know, 1230 at night, I'm up really quietly with the TV turned down real low, sitting real close so I can watch some horror movie I really wanted to see. I love it. Well, I so I saw this on one of these late shows and it, it traumatized me. I had nightmares about this driver for a long time after I saw it. And so years later, I thought, okay, I'm going to rewatch this and see if it's any good. Surely it's not going to be. So I watched it and I'm like, yeah, didn't hold up. Piece of crap. You know, uh, that's too bad. Boy, that movie was great when I was a kid. So then a few years later, I decided to try it again. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think I had a better appreciation for it and could see how frightening the movie was and could be. Um, as I was older. And uh, so I, I highly recommend it to anybody who wants a kind of an oddball haunted house movie. I yeah. recommend it. So. I, I liked it. It was loud and obnoxious, um, but yeah, it was interesting. Sure. And I was glad you put it on the list. Yeah. Some fun facts. Betty Davis detested Oliver Reed referring to him as that man and only speaking to him when they shared <laughs> on screen dialogue. Yeah. After filming, she described him as possibly one of the most loathsome human beings I've ever had the misfortune of meeting. <laughs> Uh, the house featured in this film would later be used as a funeral home in the film Phantasm. Oh, that's the same house. It sure is. That, yeah. It sure is. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah. And um, uh. then it was featured in the 1985 Roger Moore James Bond film, A View to Kill. Or A View to uh, a Kill. No, I did not realize that. Yeah. That I didn't put together. I'm, I'm sure I saw that one, but it's been a long time. Also, the funeral home director guy, that's got to be what Slender Man's based off of, right? Like You would think. It's like I mean, you know, I mean, I think something. the Angus Scrim was tall anyway, mm-hmm. but they, of course, made him look taller. They put him in, like, big boots and shortened the cuffs. I mean, the old, you know, Boris Karloff Frankenstein monster thing, they shortened the, 
the wrists on his jacket oh, and stuff, okay. so it makes his arms look longer. Smart. And they did that with him too, make his pants look shorter. But that guy was tall anyway. When you go see him marching across somewhere or with a giant coffin slung yeah, over yeah. his shoulder <laughs> yes. and stuff, you know. So uh, anyway, but that's burnt offerings. And um, if you get a chance to watch it, it's worth watching. And if you hate it, I'm sorry. Uh, it's probably going to be one of those love it or hate it movies, but give it a try and see what you think. So also 1976 was Carrie, uh, Stephen King's very first book, uh, the very first of his books turned into a film. Uh, Brian De Palma, um, I think most of us have seen this movie. Mm -hmm. I think anybody with an interest in horror movies has seen Carrie. So I don't think it's something we have to spend a lot of time on. Uh, but it is, a, it is a great book, or great, it's not a great book, actually. I don't love the book. Not a fan of the book. I, huh? I don't love the book. I, I mean, it's it's good. It's something different, uh, but I don't love it. But the movie, on the other hand, is so well done, and Sissy Spacek is so good as Carrie, playing you know two different roles. This mousy, you know, this mousy kind of you know beaten down, picked on girl and then you know she like comes alive when she's dressed up for prom mm -hmm. and she looks completely different and no other version of Carrie is ever gonna I mean they've made other they've remade it they've tried to do sequels but no one can play Carrie like Sissy Spacek can because she can play someone unattractive and someone very pretty especially then mm -hmm. she was just gorgeous but she was able to you know change everything and Piper Laurie is her mother her terrifying mother yep um you know everybody I mean there yes yes there are some 70s issues <laughs> with the movie you know like when the girls are out being punished for what happened in the shower room and they're playing the dance of the elephants or something it's just lame yes. and you know and poor William Cat with that white man afro i know and, you know and but and you feel so bad for him because he was actually a good guy and he gets hit by the bucket and it kills him yeah and you know so what happens when, when you're a nice guy yeah when carrie loses it i mean she kills everybody even the people that were nice to her because she doesn't see it that way mm -hmm. um and it's um yeah i think it's good john travolta um, is is good is his um, free vincent barbarino from elkenback cotter role but he's He's such a turd, but really he's just being manipulated by, you know, uh, what's her face? I can't even think of her name right now. And I know her. She was in all of De Palma's movies. I couldn't tell were, you. I think they were married or dating or something, but okay. Um, yeah, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but um, she, um, I mean, he, she was the really evil person she really you know? was when you think i mean about he it. was awful but she was evil and it says in the in the preview for the or the trailer for this too it, it calls it out and says introducing john travolta his first motion picture role. oh yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah by the time it came out probably he was doing other stuff right you know so but yeah um yeah that's it he's such a uh, such a dork he, he, mean, it's it's so there are some there are some very dated cultural references in it a lot of in a lot of know, these there are yeah, too oh, yeah. But yeah well you can't once you get into the 70s it's gonna happen mm -hmm. you know it's you can't you just can't help it it's gonna happen so and we've talked about this before when we've talked about this movie in particular but nancy allen claims that's uh, nancy allen that's why i oh, couldn't that's, remember her name I and 
Nancy Allen, man, and I, I like her. She's good in stuff. She's great. Couldn't think of her name. So, so okay, sorry, Nancy, no, but now we got you. Yeah, got um, Nancy claims she never realized her character was going to be so evil until she saw the finished <laughs> film. Uh, she thought she and John Travolta were playing such self-centered, bickering morons that they were there for comic relief. Right, right, right. I've heard her say that. And yeah. also, it, this is a part I think That's we great. definitely talked about. Is Piper Laurie also thought the character of Margaret White was so over the top that the film had to be a comedy yeah. or some kind of black comedy <laughs> that they talk about. Um, because, yeah, everybody's... Like I said, over the top and evil and just but terrible. she's terrifying. Yeah, but I mean, Her I think that means it shows terrifying. when you when you hate somebody or get scared by somebody, it's like they did a good job. Yeah, in their, yeah, in their absolutely, role, absolutely. Know? Yeah, she was great. I think she was nominated for an Oscar for that I part. Don't Best re- I don't know, but I, I, I could see it. Yeah, yeah, I think she was. So I could be wrong on that though. And we just make things up. Yeah, you know, it, you guys look it up or don't. Up. Just Points take don't matter for it. So, all right. So that was Carrie, nineteen seventy six. No, no. Also 1976, one of my other all-time favorite horror films um, from not just the 70s, just in general, is The Omen. Um, And The Omen, like so many other movies that deal with uh, occultish and religious type things, you know, all exist because of Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Um, And, you know, this is a direct, this is a direct you know, jump from The Exorcist. I mean, it was a way to no, do another religious kind of horror movie. And I love this movie. I think it's so good. And Gregory Peck in a horror film is a big, was a big deal at the time because he was a, you know, he was a marquee actor who had been, I mean, you know, we're talking about the the dude from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird here mm-hmm. in a horror film. And so that made the movie so much better and so much you know, more prestigious. I mean, it could have just been a hack kind of movie, but yeah. instead you put him in it. David Warner's so good as the photographer. Mm-hmm. He's great. And there's just so many cool things about this movie. But one of the things I love to point out about this movie is that everything that everyone thinks they know about the Antichrist that they think are religious are all made up. They all came from this movie. Oh. Um, so most of the stuff that, I mean, when I did that Taking Up Serpents book, I wrote about the so-called Antichrist. And while some of that stuff came out of the Bible, like most of what they quote and stuff was all made up it's about amazing. all the where, the where the Antichrist would come from. and all that, That's all made up from this movie. And people have actually gone on to believe that they're quoting the Bible, but they're really just quoting the omen. Uh, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, add up I at know, all. Right? I know. So, uh, but it, it, it is, it's a scary movie. It's well done. It's really well done. And they did create a great story um, from nowhere. But, and it's also when I, I did a, a Patreon podcast episode about the, the actual, this, you know, you hear stories about cursed films and most of them are just coincidences, but this one, this one was some really weird stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, people dying and like planes getting struck by lightning when they're making the movie. This is some, there's some crazy stuff in the making of this one. So this one, out of all the ones I had to rewatch for uh-huh. this, this is the one that I thought held up the best. Oh, it does. Um, it I, really holds up. Yeah. Well. I love that. It was the scene still in the terrifying. graveyard where they're being chased by the dogs. Yep. That's, that's legitimately a terrifying scene. Yeah. And when he comes down on that, 
that big pointed fence and it goes through his arm. Yeah, it's, I, oh so, my God. I, yeah, I was when that's that, just watching when that. that happened. I was trying to figure out, did it just graze him and get stuck no. in his thing? Was it supposed to go th- actually through his arm? Yeah. Cause the whole time they're climbing <sighs> over the fence in the beginning, I was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, somebody's going to land on, on that. <laughs> yeah, vent. I mean, you've already yeah, seen, yeah. you know, part of a metal rod go through somebody <laughs> right, already. Right. Oh, boy. Okay, fun facts about this movie. Uh, Harvey Stevens as Damien was largely chosen for this role for the way he attacked Richard Donner during auditions. Uh-huh, Donner that. asked all the little boys to come at him as if they were attacking Catherine Thorne during the church wedding scene. <laughs> Stevens screamed and clawed at Donner's face, kicked him in the groin during his act. Donner whipped the kid off him, ordered the kid's blonde hair dyed black, and yeah, passed him yeah, as I Damien. Yeah, they did dye his hair for it, yeah. <laughs> One of the reasons why Gregory Peck accepted the role of the tortured father, conflicted with guilt, was that he hadn't been around when his son Jonathan committed suicide mm-hmm. in 1975 which is heartbreaking and Jerry Goldsmith didn't want to attend the Academy Awards that year since he'd already lost multiple times before didn't want to go through with the ordeal losing again it was his only Oscar yeah but man that soundtrack is awesome I mean the the chanting and all the singing and stuff in it man that's creepy as hell yeah Uh, yeah this is one this is one I really like and one I I never regret rewatching because it just it just holds up My, my still my favorite part though is when the nanny at the birthday party, when the nanny comes out yeah. the window, it's all for it's you, all David. For you. Yeah, it's amazing. I love yeah, the I love the great. ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, me too. I mean, me I love, too. I love all of it. But yeah, yeah the ending too. Great movie. So anyway, that is the Omen, which I'm sure a lot of our people have seen. Mm-hmm. Now here's one you may not have seen, and I know you had not seen it. I had when never I put even this heard it on the list. I this is a goofy, weird mashup of genres here, but yeah. it's called Race with the Devil. And it is about two couples who go on vacation in an RV from Texas to Colorado and then are terrorized after they witness a satanic ritual taking place near their campsite. Um, But the one thing you have to mention about this is where things get weird is that they are also like motocross motorcycle riders. And they bring them along so that they can ride around and that becomes... Jesus. Sorry, everybody. Well, we'll just cut that out. And cut out. So they bring the motorcycles along with them on the back of the RV. And it's just, there's a lot of motorcycle riding scenes. But what makes, for me, what makes this movie work is that it's Peter Fonda, Mm -hmm. who is one of the coolest human beings that ever lived right after Steve McQueen, right? I mean, it's Peter Fonda. Yeah. And uh, Warren Oates who I, I just love him. And he played Dillinger in the 1970s Dillinger movie. It's a terrible movie, okay. but he's just, I just like the guy. I, I just, I really like him. And it has Loretta Swit from MASH that played I Hot Lips Hulahan. love MASH uh-huh. so much. And she, uh, she's in it too as playing, I think she's, she Peter Fonda's wife or Warren Oates? I, I can't remember. remember. I can't yeah, remember. It's been a while since I see it. But anyway, so then they become, after they witness this, they're, they're out getting drunk. The women are asleep in the RV and two guys are out getting drunk and they see a fire and then <laughs> so blatantly stupidly decide yeah. to go look to see what's going on with the fire and discover that there are Satanists who are having a human sacrifice. And then they get spotted watching the ritual and then the Satanists begin chasing them across the Southwest. It is a goofy mm-hmm. movie, but it's, I just think it's fun. It is fun. It's a fun movie. I mean, it's not, it's meant to be scary, but it's also just, I don't know. The motorcycle stuff just cracks me up. It just makes me laugh. And so they're being chased. And then, you know, the, 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 the police are in on it. And I don't know. It's just a, 
it's just one of those kind of popcorn escape yeah. movies that most people haven't seen. I liked the uh, the snakes in the oh. in the RV. That <laughs> yeah, scene was about fun that. and terrifying. It was actually it was pretty terrifying. Yeah, and they're beating yeah. the hell out of them yeah. with anything they could find, uh-huh. trying not to move. And um, the, at one point, there's an old Dodge truck that goes up on two wheels. Oh, that was pretty yeah, crazy. I about that. Um, and there's uh, one of the characters I don't remember which one, but somebody said, "I'm getting too old for this shit." Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. in the movie, yeah. I was like, "I oh, said yeah. it." <laughs> um, and then I really like the ending too, which I yeah, I did too. I guess I won't spoil it. People we won't haven't spoil seen it. it. Well, only because I mean, most of these. I mean, you're not going to spoil the ending to Alien. Yeah, yeah. But something like this. Yeah, I, that's I'm, fair. I'm hoping people will give it a try, just because it's entertaining. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, it's a fun watch. Well, fair enough. The so. same year, a movie came. The Devil's Reign came out, and it's a, also a, a cult kind of movie. But the cult leader is played by Ernest Borgnine. Which who's that? Oh, uh, you! If you saw him, you'd recognize him. Okay. He was an older actor who did a lot of stuff like the, you know, disaster movies and that. But he used to be on a show called McHale's Navy. Oh, I, I yeah, remember yeah. McHale's and Navy. And it's yeah. like, really? You're just not buying it. <laughs> William Shatner's in it too, in a, and it's oh. a, you know, in his usual role. Yeah. William Shatner. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's not a great movie um, at all. Uh, but it's also on Shutter. And I believe Race with the Devil is too. But um, I think I saw it on I think I saw it on Amazon Prime. It is on Prime for sure, but I don't okay. remember where Maybe I Maybe not Shutter it. then, but anyway. Uh, fun fact real quick, this is a director Jack Star Starritz? Starrett? Um, possibly. His, his favorite movie of his own. Oh yeah? Uh, yeah. And then the chase scene involving the motorhome and its various stages of worsening damage yeah, were used awesome. as stock footage for an episode of the television series The Fall Guy. Because no they kidding. they do fuck this thing up. Yeah, they oh they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is Race with the Devil. Yeah. The next one on the list, uh, 1974, is Madhouse. Um, it was a Vincent, which I have a weakness for both Vincent Price and Peter Cushing. I like them both. Yes, you do. Uh, I do. I really do. They uh, they did a lot of great. I mean, Vincent Price does a lot of really great over the top movies. He did a lot of those Poe movies for Roger Corman in the '60s and things. And he's just a just a cool guy. And he's also people might know him a little later as um, you know the voice. Oh, he's in. Um, uh, the movie, Tim Burton movie, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then he also does the voice in Thriller, the Michael Jackson song. That's him. That's mm-hmm. Peter Cushing. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Um, or uh, that's Vincent Price, I mean. Peter Cushing did, uh, well, he did a lot of, he played Baron Frankenstein in dozens of movies, played Dr. Van Helsing quite a bit. But a lot of people will recognize him as Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars. Oh, okay. So he's the guy who's in charge of the Death Star in the original movie. Right, right, right. So thin, kind of narrow-faced guy. But anyway, they um, they are... Uh, Vincent Price is a, a horror movie star who returns to this famous role that he played after spending years in a mental institution. And it seems that the character he played is committing murders, uh, even though he doesn't realize that it's happening. It's just, it's a good movie and it's a nice, I, it, it fit in here nice. And I don't think it's a movie that a lot of people saw, but it's always been one of my favorites mm-hmm. um, just because it's the two of them together, I think. And I think that just, I mean, they did some other stuff together, but mostly 
I think just having the two of them in this movie together, I, I just really liked it. Did you get a chance to see it? This is one of two that I didn't get didn't to watch. Find. Yeah, and it's hard to find. Yeah. I, I had an old DVD of it, so I, I just rewatched it um, because I, you know, I liked the movie and I was trying to rewatch everything it, if I hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah, it bummed me out though because I, like I said, I went through all these trailers and yeah, um, this, I think you'd like it. This this is yeah. one that I was like, I would legit just watch yeah. this right now if yeah, I yeah. could. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's out there somewhere and I'll, yeah. I'll find a link to it. But yeah, it's, it sounded good and it looked good. I did find some fun, fun okay. facts. Sure. Um, during the costume party, Robert Quarry is dressed in his outfit from the film Count Yorga Vampire. Yeah, Yorga? Yeah, Count Yorga. Um, in which he played the title role. Yeah. And then during the last scene and over the closing credits, it's Vincent Price, whose singing voice that we hear, which I'm not... No, see, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm no, not surprised um, because, yeah. like you said, his, his voice is... So many. His voice is iconic. Yeah. You know, uh, he played so many things over the years. Um, so. so yeah, if anybody knows where to find Madhouse, let me yeah, know. Yeah, let Cody know. And well, I'll dig up my DVD. You can always borrow it. Hey, so, yeah, that's yeah. true. I appreciate so. it. Uh, well, All right, so that was Madhouse. Yep. Um, the next one is everyone knew was going to be on the list, and it is The Exorcist. And we will not spend a lot of time on this <laughs> because we already have we ad nauseum. And all I have to do is mention Exorcist you know and everyone who works with me cringes because mm -hmm. they've heard everything about the exorcist way too many times as a lot of you guys have too. So we're not going to get into that too deep, but it's got to go on the list. It's got 1973. It is one of the greatest horror films of all time, even though, you know, when it was being made, they said it wasn't a horror film and blah, you know, that was all it's that. just like silence of the lambs. Oh no, that's not a horror film. Sure it is. You know? Um, but so anyway, uh, the Exorcist. Well, it's, I don't know if you have some fun facts, or you I, just want to leave it at that. Um, so. no, nothing that hasn't been said before. Okay. Well, honestly. let's just leave it then and move on to okay. another 1973 title, which is The Legend of Hell House, mm -hmm. which I did watch again recently, um, and it's still I still like it. Um, it's about a physicist and his wife, and two mediums who are brought in to investigate what was called the Belasco House, where 27 guests had inexplicably died in 1927, along with most of a team of paranormal investigators uh, that was sent back in the early 1950s. And Roddy McDowell, who always, uh, you know, a, a, a fixture in British films, especially in the 60s, uh, was in so many things, plays the only survivor of the 1950s investigation. And they bring him back because the physicist and his wife have invented this machine that will get rid of all of the negative ghost energy in the house. It's, and of course, things go badly awry. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is... Um, this is written by Richard Matheson based on his book. Um, Richard Matheson, who did lots and lots of episodes of The Twilight Zone. He did The Omega Man. He did so many things. Mm -hmm. um, really good writer, uh, great horror writer. And uh, But this is based on his book, Hell House. And um, I like this one. I like this one a lot. Did you get a chance to see it? I did. Yeah, um, it is available pretty easily to be found. Yeah, this one. You didn't like it, it. It, no, I, I thought it was fine. Okay. It kind of like some of the ones I hadn't seen, a lot of them blended together for me. Oh, uh, sure. And ran yeah, together. I, can see uh, that. I remember, right, I wrote this one I wrote. This black cat is acting just like a normal cat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, I know, right? It goes crazy and attacks. <laughs> and uh, there's like, there's ectoplasm in this. Um, Which there, is not something you normally see yeah. in movies. Yeah. And yeah, that's, and it, you know, during the like seance scenes are, are pretty cool. I mean, they're a little different, you know? Yes. So. And so, yeah, so that's, that's why I noted it. Um, yeah. There's a line that I wrote down here. 
I don't remember why I wrote it down, and I want to know if you remembered it, because it just says, you weren't even five foot tall. And I don't know why I wrote that down here. Wrote that down. It's it's huh. in the notes, um, so I, I huh. didn't get to go know. back through and uh, check yeah, it out. So I'm have to curious. Look into that. Did where you look in the from? IMDb and see if it was quoted somewhere? And I didn't even do that. Some explanation. I didn't. Oh, so weird. if anybody knows where or why I would have written, written that down, and maybe I pulled it from another movie. I don't know. But uh, fun <laughs> fun facts: the unsettling tales of Imrich Belasco's act of debauchery and evil at Hell House were loosely based on stories involving occultist Aleister Crowley. Yeah. And then writer Richard Matheson. And tone down the graphic violence and more intense sexual scenes of his novel yeah, to give the yeah, screenplay. The book is yeah. a much more hardcore than the movie is. Yes, um, it, it really is. Even though it's it's got, I mean, it's got some good stuff in it. And I think that one of the things I've, I've found appealing, I think that both of the women who are in it are very pretty, mm-hmm. um, and they really fit the parts well. But yeah, there is a lot of really graphic stuff in the book that uh, okay. didn't make it into the movie. Okay. So. So that is The Legend of Hell House. What's up next? Um, the next one on the list, yeah, because here I just was looking to see if maybe there was something to do with that quote, mm-hmm. why in the world it was here or why you had written it down. I'm not seeing it, but, um, you know, there's like a there are quotes here that says, you, me, that girl, Lionel, all together, naked, drunk, clutching, sweating, biting. Yeah, this is in the, uh-huh. uh, why do you make that, why is the house so evil? Drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, best, bestiality, uh, mutilation, murder, vampirism, necrophilia, cannibalism, not to mention a gamut of sexual goodies. Mm-hmm. Shall I go on? So that gives you a taste of yeah. this being a 1970s, early 70s horror movie where they were pushing the limits that they could. Mm-hmm. Whew, excuse me. Wow. Good God. Jeez. Sorry about that. Did uh, I wake you up? <laughs> we can cut that part out. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next one on the list. Oh, so that was The Legend of Hell House. Um, the next one on the list is uh, another one that you knew I was going to include, mm-hmm. uh, which is The Wicker Man. The original, not the Nicolas Cage remake. <sighs> Much to with my the dismay. Bees. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie is horrible. Absolutely horrible. This <laughs> one is not. Moments. Although it does have its moments that I don't care for, um, which I, I think there's an awful lot of musical parts okay. to this movie that I found... Distracting? I understand. Or? Yeah, they just seem unnecessary. Okay. All the singing and the... I mean, I oh, get yeah. it. I get it, like the singing in the bar, because you've got Edward Woodward playing this police sergeant who is like this very strict, Puritan, repressed guy who is on the Scottish, Scottish island at this village, um, Summer's Isle, and he is there looking for a lost girl that the locals all claim never existed. And... Well, and again, spoiler alert, but come on, man. This movie's been out for a while. They're trying to lure him to the island. Yep. And um, to f- to be, you know, a sacrifice to the Wicker Man as part of their, their traditional celebration. But um, I really like this movie. It's like the what really kicked off the British ho- folk horror thing, which is a, something I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, I've always liked the Wicker Man. Um I, I mean, I get the reason why there's the scene in the bar with the singing. I get it. It's supposed to show how uncomfortable he is with sex and everything because it's like a dirty song the girl is singing about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of boobs in this, a lot, uh, lots of nudity, uh, but it's that's 
supposed to be. I mean, it's it's there for a reason. Part of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've always liked this movie. I I just uh, I didn't know if you'd seen it before. I not. saw it for the first time when we did another episode. I don't remember oh, why, yeah. um, but it was on some other list. Um, oh. And oh. yeah, and I didn't. I think I watched it for that because I didn't know it existed. I yeah, was, I yeah, only yeah. Knew about Nick Cage. Um, and just the one thing God, I the Nick Cage. Well, the one thing I pulled out of this is my my favorite part is how Nick Cage obviously takes a different approach when he's yelling at the classroom full of children. <laughs> yeah. Um, because in this one, he's and it's just like you're you're, you're lying. You guys are lying. And right. Nick Cage is like freaking out yeah, on these yeah. kids. Yeah. Well, it's because it's Nicholas Cage. Yeah, because so. it's Nick Cage. But yeah. yeah, I like this one. It's good. Um, you remember. And also, I just want to bring up that, that article about, like, Midsummer and, yes, and the Wicker Man. comparisons between Midsummer and Wicker Man. Yeah. Was, and I had talked about that to you when we first saw Midsummer, mm-hmm. um, because the first time I watched it, I couldn't get... Well, you knew I... The first time I watched it, I didn't really like it. Yeah, yeah, um, Because I couldn't get past the fact that it was such... It seemed like such a ripoff of Wicker Man. Um, it, it's got a lot of the same elements, but... and. That's when I found that article, and I'm like, see, see, you know. And then when I went back and rewatched Midsummer, I really like it. Mm-hmm. I really gotten to like it, but the first time, it just wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Not after Hereditary. Yeah, that's I true. wanted something else like that, and instead I got that, which seemed like it was awfully close to The Wicker Man, and um, but. I've learned to appreciate both. Mm-hmm. So. Fun facts for this. Uh, Sir Christopher Lee agreed to appear in this movie for free. Uh, he paid for his own press tour out of pocket and hit every stop willing to interview him about the movie. Uh, according to rumors, some farmers in Iowa were surprised to see him on live early morning public access shows. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes. So that is uh, The Wicker Man. Yeah, it's The Wicker Man. So the next one on the list is Asylum, which is... Um, I've, I've always been a sucker for, and again, it came from my afternoons of watching things on Saturday afternoon horror movie weekend with, Mm -hmm. you know, on TV, I, I where I watched all this stuff, AIP hammer, not as much AIP and Amicus were a couple of British film companies that did a lot of anthologies and would have a wraparound like VHS or masters of horror or whatever, that kind of stuff. And, um, this is this is a anthology movie about this psychiatrist who comes to take a job at a mental institution and the doctor that's in charge decides to make the requirement for him to get the job is that he has to go around and interview all of the patients or four four patients and then tell this doctor which one of them used to be a doctor there at the hospital Mm -hmm. who went crazy. And, um, he said it was, this one was always my favorite. There's some really cool pieces to this. Peter Cushing is in it. Um, it's got, uh, it's got some good people in the movie and uh, British, very, very, you know, character actors from England that were very recognizable from other movies like this. And but Asylum has just always been better than like, you know, they did a Tales from the Crypt. There was all kinds of titles. Uh, but this one has always been my favorite. The House That Drip Blood was another one. And they're all and some of them were just terrible, mm-hmm. absolutely terrible. Or like most anthologies, there's always installments that are weaker than others, yeah. like VHS. But in this particular case, um, all of them are pretty strong and it's just a good movie. It's got a good twist. 
at the end. Um, I don't. Did you get a chance to see this? I one? watched this, but I didn't read anything about it. I didn't oh, okay. read your notes on it. Okay. I was confused almost the entire time. Oh, were you? As yeah, to what was figure out what was going as on. As to what was yeah. going on. Yeah. I thought it was fine, um, yeah. but I was. I was. It was like <laughs> this is bizarre. And then I read your stuff afterwards when I was taking my notes and things, and I was like. Okay, uh, this makes a little it. bit more yeah. sense. Well, I mean, and you know, a, a, a lot of these, as you've noticed, a lot of these movies were movies that I found not as an adult. Mm -hmm. I found them as a kid and, you know, in various different ways, but they stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and for whatever reason, certain ones stuck with me. Other ones were just completely forgotten. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that, too. But, you know, because they stuck with me, um, I have found the you know, the, the, the joy behind these movies totally. that I keep watching and we'll go back and rewatch. And this is one of them that I, I really like. Yeah. 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 So. No. And I got, and basically all I understood while watching this was, okay, he has to find the one patient right. out of this for, because they plainly say that, right, you know, right, right. it's just like, here you go. Other than that, I was like, okay, so what the hell is going on here? But, <laughs> but no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, maybe now knowing more about it, I can go back and check it out again and I'd probably appreciate it more. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I also wonder that it's something kind of about movies is, um, I didn't see like the Goonies until I was like oh, twenty sure. something. Right. I missed the boat on it. I don't care for the Goonies at all. Yeah, and see, I, I I I saw it when it came out and I liked it, but I think I wasn't the I was too old for it. Mm -hmm. um, I because the Goonies was aimed at, at when it came out. It was aimed at someone who was a few years younger than I was, even though some of the characters were my age. Mm -hmm. But it seemed aimed at the younger characters, sure. and I was older than them, so. I missed it. I missed it too. Yeah. And it's not something that you can go back to now and watch and, and get the same enjoyment out of it. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And I think you even know. if it's not necessarily an age thing, it's just sometimes, sometimes you just miss the boat yeah. on certain yeah. things. Oh and yeah, absolutely. It's just yeah, what I've happens. never, I've never been a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not hooked on the movie either. Okay. And I have friends who are, and I get it, but Good. it's I'm, not me. I'm glad I have no, a, a partner in you. this. So yeah. Uh, fun. So that is, a, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, you've got some fun just facts. Just two quick things. Okay. Uh, shot in 24 days. Uh, and then Richard Todd stated in interviews that he regretted making this film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's too bad. So. Yes. All right. So that is Asylum. Um, and is a fun anthology movie worth watching. Uh, the next one on the list is, I know we probably weren't supposed to do TV movies, but this one is just so good that you cannot not do it. Mm -hmm. And that is The Night Stalker from 1972. Now, I'm not referring to the television series of Colchester. The Night Stalker, even though I did enjoy it as a precursor to the X-Files. But this is the movie that kicked off the series. And in it, Carl Kolchak, who is played by Darren McGavin, the, you know, asshole reporter who doesn't believe in any of this stuff. Uh, but he's so abrasive, he's been fired 10 times by big city newspapers. And he ends up at a small time paper in Las Vegas. And there are these murders that are happening around town. And as he begins investigating these murders, he discovers they are being carried out by a vampire and, of course, becomes a believer. Mm -hmm. And this movie is everything good about the series, but in so much more polished mm. version. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, the series, well, even like the X-Files, very uneven episodes. You'd have a really great episode, and then you have the guy that rides a motorcycle with no head chopping people's heads off yeah. or just dumb. And there's some dumb episodes in there where this really, the first movie is just, it was something that, just wasn't being done at the time, and mm -hmm. especially on television. 
and it was it's really held up. So full disclosure. Did you find it or not see it? Or this don't was like it? this was my favorite one. Oh really? Yes. Okay. I love this movie so much. You cannot go wrong with this movie. I um, loved it. Yeah. If stuff you, if you hadn't seen it before, I mean, I I urge anybody with, who just has an interest in horror movies to yeah. watch this because it is really well done. It's it's. I have a quick question. That's the dad from a Christmas story. Yes, right? it is. Okay. Yeah, and that which makes it even better. My picture yeah. was like a little fuzzy, and I kept saying, yeah. "That's him." And no, I was like, that's no, him. Not. Yeah, and that's. But there was an entire series. Series, a television series, two seasons of a television series where he played, and then they kind of brought back the character sort of for the oh, X Files. It is him that's actually playing, or is it just the like same character? No, it's him. It's oh, the well, same actor. Okay, I'm going to have to try to find it. Yeah, then. it's the same actor, and, and yeah. So no. I, I loved this because, I mean, I think I also just love the like fast talking newspaper. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Kind yeah of, it's, it's a throwback that to that, you know, 1930s kind of yeah, yeah, screwball yeah. kind of thing. But I love um, it. But yeah, this, this was like, I, I don't remember all the numbers on it, but I, I want to say that this was like one of the biggest... Oh, I have the numbers. ...television... Oh, so you yeah. have that in the fun facts. Yes. This was a huge hit. Um, so they did a second movie called The Night Strangler, which was not quite as good, but still really good. And then they kicked off a series, two, mm-hmm. two seasons of the series. Okay, I'm going to find those I love somewhere. I, love, I can't find The Night Strangler anywhere. Mm. It's got to be out there it somewhere. It has to be, yeah. But I haven't been able to find it. Right, but well, The Night Stalker is If I find so stuff, good. then I'll, ch- I'll yeah, let, let me you know. know. Um, fun facts, yeah, at the time of the original airing, it was the most widely viewed TV movie with a 33.2 rating and a yeah. 54 share. Can you imagine those kind of numbers now if a movie got, or anything got those kind of numbers? Well, so I'm trying to think for a TV movie. I don't know how, like, so do they, do they is that a there one and done? even TV movies. Well, I know, anymore. but when they when yeah. they would put these out, is that like a one yeah, and done usually. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless normally. if it's popular enough, they replay yeah. it eventually Yeah, I mean, there were something? lots of movies that were made just for TV that really have held up. Yeah. You know, and some that haven't, but there are a lot that have, and this was one that did. And the the numbers they got it was like when you know like when like when you said something about Mash earlier, mm-hmm. Mash went off the air and it had like a that series finale, like a seventy percent share of yeah. people watching it around the country. You imagine if a sh- one show got that today? It'd be well, ridiculous. No, we have it ninety million channels. It yeah. doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. Yes. Uh, so yes, the Night Stalker was my favorite out of all these cool. that I had to watch. Cool, cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, check it out wherever you can yeah, find it. Great movie. That's great. So the next one is the uh, Abominable Dr. Fives. This is the second one. This is the only other didn't one I didn't, I didn't one. find it. Well, yeah. and there are also a couple of sequels. Uh, Dr. Fives Rises Again and I think one other one. And uh, it's Vincent Price again mm-hmm. and uh, playing a very over-the-top. Um, he also did another similar movie that was called Theater of Blood where Ooh, he is like an actor who gets revenge on all of the critics who hated his play <laughs> by killing them in inventive ways. Oh, and this imagine was if we a, could do that for the podcast. This guy was a doctor, a scientist, uh, organist, and a biblical scholar. Yeah. So anyway, after these doctors, um, he believes they're responsible for not saving his wife on the operating table. And so he decides to carry out revenge by creating his own version of the plagues of Egypt on each of these guys. And it's, it is a typical standard Vincent Price over the top, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. It is a fun movie. And actually Dr. Fives rises again is a good one too. They're both pretty good. So if you do run across, this is the, this is the best one. And if you do run across it, 
um, I recommend them. Um, not easy to find, and this is one I haven't I haven't seen it in quite a long time because mm-hmm. I think I had a the last time I had a copy of it it was just a VHS tape. Uh, uh, so which is long long gone. Right, so, right, right. But if it's out there somewhere, I would love to find a DVD or something of it. So or find it streaming somewhere. So if anybody runs across it and knows what this is, yeah. you know, and runs across it, let us know because I would be curious to see it again. For sure. Uh, fun facts. Joseph Cotton would grumble on the set uh, that he had to remember and deliver his lines while Vincent Price's were all to be post-dubbed. Price responded, yeah, but I still know them, Joe. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Price was well known in Hollywood for his ability to memorize all the characters' lines mm-hmm. in a given production, not just his own. And in the script, Fives was abusive to Volnavia, eventually stabbing her to death and then escaped his house, which was to catch fire in a hot air balloon with Victoria's body. It was decided to make five more sympathetic characters, so these sympathies or so these sequences were just removed. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> so that is the abominable Dr. Fives. Yes, yes. And then finally, we are we have one more after this, but this is the last one on our list, 1971. And this one I think quite a few people have probably seen knowing what it was, and that is Duel which was Steven Spielberg's first film. And Dennis Weaver is a business traveler who's traveling across country and is pursued and terrorized by the driver of a massive tractor-trailer truck. And there have, of course, been numerous type movies like this, yeah. Joyride, you know, some oh, of yeah, that yeah. stuff, you Candy know, which King. I like Joyride. Um, but there have been numerous variations of this. But what, what stands out, this was another television movie. What stands out, it, it was Steven Spielberg's first movie that he directed. Mm-hmm. And it still holds up. And I think what I like about it is, you know, remember in Joyride, Rusty Nail, and you never see him. It's the same way. It was invented in Duel. You never see the guy in the truck. Right. Um, but it, this is um, this is a really well-paced, really well-put-together movie. I I don't know if you saw it or not. I did, did you get see a chance it. to watch it? Did it you not frustrated like it? the hell out of oh, me. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I think, so, That I didn't like it, and I think it's because okay. it was so frustrating. Okay, um, I can but see. But I got where they were going with it. I was, I'm sorry, as soon as I started watching it, I was like, oh, this is where Joyride sure. came from right, and, and exactly. movies like that, so I and got it. And I think it. maybe that has kind of hurt it, because now we've seen uh-huh. so many versions of that story yeah. that now it's, it doesn't hold up as well because this was the one that started that's, it. That's fair. If that makes sense. And I think also like some things hit a little too close to home as far as like <laughs> when he it crashes the car and goes into the like diner, mm-hmm. it reminded me of like being stoned in public or something because he's running <laughs> through his mind and he's yeah. like, thinks everybody's looking at him uh-huh. and he's like freaking out and it, it was giving me anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And it's supposed I can see to. That. It's supposed to, right? It's supposed right, to, right. but I was so, like, oh, I don't but like yeah, this. There's, there's just so much about, yeah, and I never really thought of it that way, but, you know, we've seen, since this movie came out, we've seen a lot, or most of the stuff in it. Yeah. In The Hitcher and, you know, and Joyride. Yes, yeah, so that was the know, first one that came to mind. Movies. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so we have one last movie that I wanted to talk about, and I put it on the list because um, I think it belongs on the list, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's never been considered a horror film. It doesn't really make any lists as a horror movie, but it should, and that is Deliverance. Cue the banjo. For nineteen seventy-two. Well, right. I mean, it's the it's the movie that gave us dueling banjos, and it gave us all the hillbilly stereotypes, mm-hmm. and it gave us, of course, Ned Beatty's uh, famous. You know that he, for the rest of his life would hear people shout at him on the street, squeal <laughs> like a pig. Um, but it is. If you've not seen this movie, it is about um, some guys who some buddies 
who decide they want to take a trip down a river before it's dammed and turned into a lake. And one of them is an outdoor fanatic named Lewis, who is played by Burt Reynolds. Um, in a non-mustache Burt Reynolds role, an early Burt Reynolds role. Rare form. And he is a, really a jerk. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but, you know, is who, who considers himself like the alpha male of the group. But, of course, everything gets turned on its head by the time the movie is over. But it's Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, John Voight, before he was crazy, and Ronnie Cox, <laughs> who is a great actor still. Um, but I think this is I think this is one of the scariest movies ever made. Yes, um, I, it is just it is terrifying. It is frightening. We don't beyond the one attack. We don't really know if there's anyone hunting them, but they believe there is. And mm-hmm. so that, I think, makes it even scarier. But um, there's a scene at the end of the movie that John Voight's character, who has made it home after surviving the backwoods of Georgia, um, where, you know, he saw his friend being raped by hillbillies, um, thought he was going to be raped, saw a friend of his die, uh, saw himself, then ends up killing somebody and trying to return to normal life. And he has this jolt, this nightmare where he jolts out of his sleep because he sees like a, because they dumped the bodies in the lake mm-hmm. to hide what they had done, including the body of Lewis, who they claim was lost in the rapids because they knew if Lewis's body was found, sorry, spoiler alert, knew if Lewis's body was found that they would find out what they had done. And yep. then the hand comes up out of the lake, which is Terrifying. has become a horror trope, right. all stolen from, it's been done how many times that it all came from deliverance. Yeah. And people don't realize where it came from. Every Friday I mean, the Because 13th. like the end of Carrie... You know, with the oh, hand, yeah, yeah. which is a scene they added, but still, I mean, that is the exact same scene from Deliverance, and point. except it's not water. So I think that you know, with that, just you know, I mean, this, the book—if you ever read the book—the book is just a violent adventure novel, and I think John Borman, who made this movie, who also went on to do like Excalibur and a lot of other things. I think he probably made it as an adventure story, not releasing all the horror elements that were in it. Because, I mean, you know, if if this movie is not horror, but then why do we consider things like Last House on the Left and I Spit on Your Grave and mm-hmm. stuff like that? They're less scary than Deliverance is, but yet they're horror movies. Why isn't Deliverance? Um, so I don't know. I think that with what defines a horror movie is not always black and white, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of things that that we watch now that are considered horror, and I will sometimes review them as horror adjacent mm-hmm. um, because they're not really horror. But I think this is more, I think Deliverance is more horror than a lot of things that have come out in recent, that are you can find on Shudder, yeah. you know, that are considered to be horror movies. So um, put that on your list. If you've never seen it. You got to watch it once. It's a phenomenal movie. It's brilliantly made and it is a it is a great adventure story and it's scary as hell mm-hmm. and uh it's a really well done movie everybody in it is great um i bought i've got it on streaming but i bought it this blu-ray a few years ago because it had like a reunion like 50 years oh, later yeah. of all the guys who were still alive at the time they were still living i mean uh burt reynolds has died since then i think ned Beatty is he still alive i'm not sure i don't but, remember um burt reynolds has died since then but they were both you know they all got together and were talking about making the movie and it's a really it's a really good interview thing you mm-hmm. know that they did 
Um, so, I mean, I bought it just for that. And I'm not normally one of those people who buys things for the extras, but this time I did. Yeah. I just think that it is um, probably one of the best films ever made. And I know what everyone remembers is, you know, Ned Beatty, you know, squealing like a pig, you know, right. and all that. Uh, but that's just such a small part of the movie. And it's, you know... It is given us, I mean, people who've never even seen it, it's like people who quote The Godfather that have never seen it because they've heard the lines. Well, you know, dueling banjos, I mean, you know, how many people go out into the woods or something and see an old trailer or something and start humming the banjo thing? But that's such a great scene, you know, and, and it's interesting to know the behind the scenes of that, like that kid really didn't, they just picked that kid to play that part. He didn't know how to play a banjo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't play the banjo. They put that in. I'm Actually, there was someone sitting. Those aren't even his arms. No How's shit. that for a weird no story? Shit. Those aren't his arms playing the banjo. They're someone else's. Oh, behind. okay. Yeah, I can see Ronnie that. Cox is playing the guitar. and But that song, everyone knows it. We've mm. all heard it. Um, we've used it as a punchline forever. Yeah. But, you know, that song was like, you know, I think it was nominated for an Oscar and stuff. I mean, it, was, it is an huh. iconic piece of music. And, um, but you know, it's become a joke to us, but if you haven't seen the movie, I, I recommend watching it. I really do. Yeah. Um, it is, it's terrifying and, um, but it's just super well made. Yeah. So. I think we, you know, we used to put movies in, in, um, like the horror genre if they had something, you know, supernatural or something like that. Right. But that's the, all that makes but, a horror But the movie. scariest shit that happens yeah. is what humans just do to each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think what changed, I think Silence of the Lambs kind of changed that mm -hmm. because, I mean, at least as far as how we, I mean, obviously there have been movies before that that, you know, we didn't really consider horror, but were. Uh, but that that is, I mean, that's a horror movie. Yeah. There's no way that you can not say that that's not a horror movie. And, um, but they, of course, no one considered that because horror movies are not prestige films, mm -hmm. you know? And even that has finally changed over the last few years, thanks to like Ari Aster and Robert Eggers and things yeah. doing The Witch and things like that. Those, those movies have now become something that they're not for everybody, but mm -hmm. they're definitely horror films, but they're not for everybody because they've become like prestige pictures. Would you fight me on so hard? Parasite? Parasite. Being a horror film that uh, oh is it, god that's not a horror film see it is not a horror it's film. about people is, doing terrible things to each other it, yeah but it, it doesn't matter I mean yeah, that's just, I don't know, there's Troy. a line there's know. a line where's the line then I well Parasite is on the wrong side of it to be a horror <laughs> oh, film god. yeah we're never gonna agree on that one I I was so, I've never I can't remember the last time I was so disappointed in watching a movie you didn't not I even really in general thought that was gonna be well, I see, like, but that's what ruined it. I was sitting there waiting for it to be a horror movie, and mm. I'm like waiting for it to be something scary, horrific, something. And instead, it was just it just kept going. People and get I'm their like, heads bashed in. Yeah, but it's not. I know, but I don't know, man. I just I'm, <laughs> we'll, we'll never agree on that one. I I was so disappointed when I watched that, and I'm like, this one, and I, so then everything, I hated everything about it. I was like, I, why did I, this I win remember. Oscar? This is horrible. It it's won, a horrible movie. It won a lot of awards. I know, but they were all wrong. <laughs> oh my, my God. Just in my opinion.
see Troy. I get get Troy then, recording for two hours. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. This but then happens. we also could start talking about the witch, which you hate. I fucking and hate I that think movie. it is. I think it's one of the best movies ever. I love it. Look right huh. on my phone. Look at my screensaver. Oh, you can't see it because there's stuff on there. My screensaver is Black Phillip on my phone. I <laughs> you just posted a goat yesterday too. Didn't I did. You? Well, yeah, it was it was something. Uh, something about when you're trying to learn Latin and keep mispronouncing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like someone's doorway, and there was a goat standing in their hallway. I like goats. You and do. So I thought that was funny because I'd like to have a goat, and because you know, <laughs> you'd like to have a goat, some Latin, and a goat would appear. Well, so. it's almost the holiday time, so if anybody's looking for something to get Troy yeah, a black goat you know, yeah that, that dances on its hind legs so that's all I got man yeah, I'm right we should wrap dead. this up yeah. we have I, my brain is completely burned out now so hopefully you guys made it all the way through to this point to is podcast. anyone still listening I know I don't know if they are or not because we've been going for a couple of hours here so um, that, it always happens with these movie episodes it does it usually they're even happens. longer I, I know feel like. this is yeah, I thought we did very well in controlling our our uh, rants and side chats. And, and yeah, stuff. And side chats, right? So, anyway, well, guys, this is our Halloween episode, so thank you uh, for if you are still listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so, if not, maybe you can listen to it in pieces. Later yeah, batch it. So, yeah, yeah, just in in different parts. But. Yeah, I'm not going to do all the shit we normally do because you know. It's, you are going to do it, No, 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 I'm not. Oh, you're really I, I not. Really, okay. I really am not. Oh, but I will awesome. say this time, go to Shudder. Use promo code yes, AHP because we want them to keep yeah, sponsoring we'd like us. To, yeah, we'd like to keep Shudder as a sponsor. We have, we have That was one that I've been asking Cody, try to get been Shudder. Been going try for to get it for a long time. Shudder. And then all of a sudden they contacted us. So it's a great we like service. $5. And it is. I mean, how long have we been promoting them for free? I know, right? A long time because it's worth the money. It's about yeah, it's a time. a lot of great stuff on there. So well, We hope everybody had a happy Halloween. And well, they won't. By the time they hear this, it will not have come yet. Okay. Because it'll just be Tuesday. Oh, right. right. Shit. That means yeah. i got to get on it. Well, then yeah. have a happy Halloween. Yeah. So we finally are doing one, I think, before Halloween that will air. Yeah, we're finally, finally getting so, it to yeah. work. So. All right, guys. Well, we have one more episode of the Haunted Hollywood part of our podcast. Yes. Uh, and then soon after that, we will... Uh, well, I will also tell you that... Even though we're finishing up Haunted Hollywood on the main line here Mm -hmm. where you're hearing this, um, we do have a few extra episodes that we're going to add as Patreon episodes. So you will only hear some of those extra episodes if you are a Patreon subscriber. And those will be coming up in November. Uh, We'll have them kind of spread out through the end of the year because we will have our year-end movie review show uh, coming up in December. Uh, We'll be starting our new season uh, in January. I do not have, we don't have an exact date yet, but uh, we will be doing the trailer, putting out the trailer for that in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out for that too. So anyway, thanks again, guys. Happy Halloween. All right. One hour, 53 minutes. That's not bad. It's not. That's not, that's not even remotely a record.